good morning, saints. How you sinners doing? Good. See if you're awake. Over the past several days, I have um, taken to the habit of sitting along Las Olas, watching the people. Sitting at Ann's Florist and Coffee Shop, Havana Cigars, where I just watch. <laughs> but Las Olas, this time of year, is full of people from out of town who are soaking up this balmy December weather. And it is balmy. It's sweaty. It's darn, where's the cool? But I get a kick of watching them. I get a kick out of noticing how they act. I get a kick out of noticing how they ride the scooters in a wide variety, variety of ways of dodging people, places, pets, you name it. I love what, to see their, what they're buying, the bags they carry. But what I really, really love is to watch to see what they're wearing. Oh, the things that some of them wear. Or not. There are those who dress quite nicely, and I know nicely is a descriptor that's purely subjective. There are those who wear next to nothing at all, which is most distracting whether they can pull that look off or not. <laughs> there are those folks who have forgotten that they looked good in their 20s, but that does not necessarily translate well into their 50s or 60s. Some dress to the nines. Some dress for function. I'm the latter. I am not a fashionista. Clothing is functional for me. It's a utilitarian thing for me. When I go clothes shopping, it is, it's simply to go open up the MacBook, go to Land's End, type in the same shirts and pants I've been buying for the last 20 years. I am not exciting at all. I mean, this is pretty much the most exciting you'll ever see me. Woohoo, okay? White shirt, slacks, that's pretty much it. I am a functional clothing person. I also have several motorcycle t-shirts. From all the rallies I've been to, Kelly won't let me wear some of those out of the house. That's about it. But I like hat. I like hats, too. Baseball hats. Stetson hats. The real ones. Tilly hats. Motorcycle helmets. But why all this talk about clothing? Well, our text today comes from Paul's letter to the church at Colossae. And he is writing to them about what it means to really celebrate the life God has offered us in this brand new baby boy, Jesus. You see, 
as Jesus, God, has been born among us, Paul, in this text from Colossians, is asking for you and me to put away the old and be born anew into Christ. Now, as Nick mentioned to the kids earlier, in Luke's story time, in Luke chapter 2, we quickly go from the birth narratives of Jesus where the angels and shepherds are keeping watch. And the next thing we know, Jesus is 12 years old and he's at the temple arguing with the religious leaders, debating with them. And his parents have to go looking for him. In a matter of a few lines, we travel some 12 years in the Jesus narrative. So today we're going to look at book of, uh, the chapter 3 of the book of Colossians. Um, Paul and Luke does not have us lounging at the inn's manger for very long, but is already having us look to the bookended story of the exaltation story of Easter. Now, in the beginning of Colossians 3, the very first few verses of this chapter, Paul is describing as members of the church how we are to die to our old selves and put on a new life in Jesus Christ as Jesus has come to life in the baby. It demands, he says, that we say no to some things and yes to other life-giving ways for living. And this is where we pick up in verse 12. Listen to the word of the Lord, and I'm going to be reading from Eugene Peterson's biblical paraphrase, the Message Bible. So hear the word of the Lord from chapter 3 of Colossians, verses 12 to 17. So, chosen by God for this new life of love, Dress in the wardrobe God has picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even-tempered, content with second place. Quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly as the master has forgiven you. And regardless of what else you put on, regardless of what else you put on, wear Love. It's your basic, all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing. Sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, your words, your actions, whatever, be done in the name of the Master, our Lord Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. And all of God's people say it. Now, friends, as we reflect upon this text from Paul, it's vital to remember a couple of things. First of all, it's vital to remember that Paul is not talking just to individuals. The words, the word you is plural in the Greek. 
He's not saying you singular, he's saying you plural. So on one hand, he is taking, speaking to each of us individually, but more importantly, he is speaking to each of us collectively as community of faith. You see, how each one of us individually gets dressed up in Christ's wardrobe will determine how and what we, as this church community called First Presbyterian Church, will look to others out in the world. And when I say what we look like to the world, both individually and as a community, I do not mean by outward appearances, by our clothes, the church's incredible location, the beauty of Coley Hammock. No, I'm talking about the appearances of our inner world. How our inner world is reflecting the light of the newborn child in our soul. How our life are dressed up in the garments and the clothing of Christ. Paul is comparing and contrasting, beloved, our old self individually, our old way of being the church in Fort Lauderdale, and is comparing it to the new self, the new life, the new church community Paul sees in Fort Lauderdale through this place. How is it wrapped up? in the identity of the child in the manger. Who was dressed how, by the way? Strips of cloth. Pretty basic. This morning, we had the privilege of baptizing two um, handsome young men, two dear brothers, uh, and it was a wonderful reminder of what Paul is talking about in Scripture. As, as I was talking to Zoe and, and Mark, mom and dad, earlier this week, um, I said, you know, in the ancient church during baptism, the practice used to be this. Mark and Zoe would have to go to class for three years, catechism class for three years. And the only day you could join the church was on Easter Sunday. And so what they would do, along with all y'all who were getting baptized, they would have to come up before the whole congregation. They would be stripped of their clothing in front of everybody. The clothes would be discarded. They would be dropped in to the water, filled with water, milk, honey. And then an elder on the other side would pull them up out of the water and then redress them with brand new gowns, new clothes. They would be regarmented. Brothers and sisters, it was beautiful. It was a literal stripping off the old self and putting on the new. It was taking a bath and then getting redressed and raising up into Christ into a new community. Baptism is a shedding of the old and putting on the new. That's beautiful. And I'm not going to reinstitute that practice. <laughs> Just a heads up. If you're wanting to get baptized, we won't make you do that. But beloved, I want you to reflect upon the spiritual clothes of Christ, the garments of Christ you wear. Do our spiritual wardrobes reflect our old selves? Or our new selves identified and dressed up in Christ. 
Old? New. New Year's Eve is tomorrow night. Hard to believe. And this is a time that people will traditionally go and make resolutions to do something, to be a better person, to stop this habit, to do this habit. And as we reflect on our new year, I want us to look at these resolutions, making these goals that we want to accomplish in a different light. Instead of looking at them as a set of things I must do, I would rather encourage us to look at the notion of looking at our resolutions to the new year as putting on three articles of clothing, which will shape who we are in Christ. And Paul talks about them in our scripture this morning. You see, what each of these three articles of clothing that he describes um, will help produce virtuous fruits in each of our lives and in the church. So, for example, I can make a resolution to lose 25 pounds. That's a good thing. Or I can resolve to be mindful and intentional in my eating and cultivate healthy habits. That's a better thing. Why? Because we are not achieving a goal, just losing 25 pounds. No, we are intentionally trying to live in an all-around healthier way of living, which affects everything. It's not about a resolution. It's about changing the habit. It's not about losing weight. It's about how to live healthy. This is what Paul is offering. He's not telling us a list of moral do's and don'ts, but Paul is asking us to get dressed up with three garments as we begin this new year, which will affect the way we live our life, live our time, and the way we reflect this child who's asking us to be reborn. And what are those garments that he's asking us to put on? Did you catch them? Love peace, and thankfulness. Those are the three garments, the three pieces of clothing that Paul is asking you and me to get dressed up in. The first garment is love. Love, my brothers and sisters, is an attitude and the way we relate to life and to each other. The garment of love, when we put it on, um, we don't know what it looks like. But let me tell you what it looks like. When we first put on the garment of love, how do we know what love looks like? Well, the first thing we notice is that there's a sense deep within us as individuals and as a community of compassion. Love for, love with others. It's the lens through which we see others and the needs of the world. In order to love, we have to see the need. In order to see the need, we have to have compassion. have to have feelings for. Compassion then leads us to become humble, kind. It tempers our behaviors and we become disciplined in our living and become forgiving of other people. Friends, we have to put on the garment of love and practice loving because it shapes us into loving people in a loving church. 
I put on my motorcycle leathers. I feel like a biker. I put on a football uniform. I'm a ball player. If I put on my shorts and a t-shirt, I'm not going to the beach. How I dress affects who I am. What we do affects and shapes who we are in the core of our being. It takes, it's like an athlete developing muscle memory in their particular sport by doing constant repetition of their movement in order to get, point, to get to the point where they don't think about what they're doing, they just do it. They don't think, they just act. When I used to do my martial arts, you don't think, you just respond. But that takes muscle memory, takes practice, takes repetition. The more we put on the garment of love, the more we are going to be able to understand compassion, which will lead to humility, which will lead to discipline, which will lead to kindness. You get the point. We practice loving others in our lives because there will be those newsflash that we are not going to love. Think of one person. I want you in your mind to think of one person that you have a hard time loving. We all have one. Go ahead. Pull that person up right here. Bring them front and center. You see, it takes practice to love that person, doesn't it? It takes intentionality to forgive that person, doesn't it? It requires time and, yes, effort. Love isn't natural. It has to be learned. It's an act of the will. The second garment we put on is living in the peace of Christ. I love how Peterson says it. He says, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off doing your own thing. I love that. Peacefulness. We're not only to put on the, the garment of love, but of peacefulness. The sense of well-being that God feels within God's self. That's peace. That's shalom. When that happens, we may not all disagree. We may not, may not all agree on certain things, but we all can work together with peacefulness as we accomplish the purpose of Christ. Amen? People ask me, well, preacher, you know, I know that church you're at. How do both staunch Republicans and Democrats go exist in the same congregation? I'm talking about you. And I smile. I say, it's really easy, I tell them, because, you know, it's what I've learned this last year. It's not about liberalism or conservatism any more than it is about fundamentalism or progressivism. You see, when the church puts on the garment of the love of Christ, we are guided by the Christ and not our own ideologies. It's not about a Donald Trump or a Mitch McConnell any more than it's about Jerry Falwell or Bishop Spong. The garment of peace helps us live our lives together with the eyes on the goal, which is who? Jesus. That's what peace does. It allows us to keep step together 
keeping our eye on the goal. But the garments of love and peace lead to a third garment. And that's thankfulness. Thankfulness. When we live a life from an attitude of thankfulness and gratitude, we see one another, we see life differently. It means living a life realizing that everything we have, our bikes, our motorcycles, our boats, our cars, our homes, our second homes, everything we have is God's. And when we realize that, brothers and sisters, we can live in thankfulness because we hold our hands like this and we don't clutch it. Because it's not ours. We know that. So we're thankful. We give it back to God. Stocks, bonds, it doesn't matter. It's all God's. And by holding it open like this in thankfulness, we give it to God. We can use it for the church. It means living a life of praiseful worship because we know that all we have is on loan from the Lord. So, beloved, as we begin a new year, let's forget about resolutions. Let's forget about resolutions. Let's build habits instead. Habits that will shape us into the women, the men, the church. God wants us to be individually, but also as a community. As we put on the garments of love, peace, and what? Thankfulness. So that we can put on Jesus dressed in new clothes. And I guarantee we will see 2019, its opportunities, even its challenges, with different sight and joy. And all of God's people said, pray with me. Spirit of the living Christ, as we come this morning, we just ask that you would open our eyes and hearts to the possibilities that you provide us. Lord Jesus, we would ask that you would um, help us get clothed with clothes that are fitting a child in the manger who grew into a man. Lord, let us put on the clothes and the garment of love. Let us put on the cape of peacefulness. And Lord, let us put on the garment of thankfulness for all we have, for all you do. Amen.